You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, John B. from gangrenenation.com. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast source and leave it a good review. On yesterday's show, we went position by position through the offense to discuss who we know is going to get playing time and what spots there may be some competition in training camp in the preseason to earn playing time. And on today's show, we're going to do that on the defensive side of the ball. And we will start with the defensive line. And when you're talking about the defensive side of the ball, sometimes the positions, the positional designations become a bit unclear because we're now in a day and age in the NFL where it's not really a 3-4 defense or a 4-3 defense. Every defense has elements of both 4-3 and 3-4, and roles can vary. So I'm going to do my best to try and accurately portray what the roles are on defense for the Jets. And on the defensive line, it doesn't really matter as much who the starters are, so to speak, because... Greg Williams, as a defensive coordinator, has a reputation for rotating guys in and out frequently. And that means that there are going to be lots of guys on the Jets' defense who get a lot of playing time. Now, if you want guys who will technically be listed as the starters, I think the three guys would probably be Henry Anderson, Steve McClendon, and Quinnen Williams. And all three of those guys are going to see extensive playing time most likely this season. And as I've mentioned in previous shows, I think the Jets are going to hope for Quinnen Williams to take a big step forward. And we're going to get to the edge position. And there, there's Jets don't really have a lot of great options on the edge. So if they're going to have a big time pass rusher, it might be Quinnen Williams. But all three of these guys, I think, are going to rotate in and out, and you will also see Foley Fatukasi get a lot of playing time. And it is possible that Fatukasi gets more playing time than Steve McClendon. It is plausible that he earns a starting job in training camp and maybe gets a little bit more playing time than Steve McClendon. He played really well, well down the stretch last season. And another guy who I think will likely be in the mix for some playing time is the third-round pick from a couple years ago, Nathan Shepard, who really looked like he may have been on his way out of town at the start of last season because it was there was turbulence. He did not have a great rookie year and then was dealing with a suspension last year and then really started to show some signs that he could play later on in the season. And another guy, John Franklin Myers, who the Jets acquired last year uh, from the Rams. He was, he was a member of the of the Los Angeles Rams. And the Jets got him last year, and he missed. He pretty much missed the full season because of an injury. This is another guy who could be in the mix, though. And I think it's important. I think it's, the starter designation is less important than just the playing time allocation because if you look at the Jets' defense last year, there was not a single defensive lineman who played more than 50% of the snaps. Now, part of that's due to injury. I mean, the Jets did have some injuries they were dealing with. Some guys missed time, but I think it's also a reflection of how Greg Williams likes to utilize his defensive linemen. You'll have guys kind of rotate in and out, and 
I, you know, it's going to be a mix of those guys. Maybe somebody surprises you and earns a, a roster spot in training camp, and maybe somebody like John Franklin Myers doesn't make the team. But for the most part, I think we're going to see lots of guys on, on the defensive line. It's not just going to be you know one or two guys. We're going to see a lot of guys rotate in and out frequently. And now let's move to the edge spot, and things are less clear here. Now the one guy who we know is going to get extensive playing time is going to be Jordan Jenkins, who, of course, had eight sacks a year ago. Jets got him back in free agency on a pretty reasonable deal, which was something of a surprise. Jordan Jenkins, I thought, was a guy who was just tailor-made to be really overpaid in free agency based on the eight sacks from a year ago. He's a decent pass rusher, not a great pass rusher, and a solid guy against the run. And he's the best edge guy the Jets have. And after him, there's... Some There's not like high-end potential. There's nobody who you're going to be able to build a defense around. So it's not going to be, you know, there's no Von Miller here on the on this defense. There's nobody with Von Miller potential. And there's just a bunch of guys who are going to be competing for playing time alongside Jenkins. And somebody may earn a spot. And there are guys who have potential to become decent players. And you know, Kyle Phillips is a guy who I probably could have mentioned along with the defensive lineman. I guess you'll throw him in the mix here. Really effective. I mean, he was kind of an impact guy against the run a year ago. And I think the Jets are going to be looking for a little bit more from him this year as a pass rusher. Really not a big-time pass rusher last year. So I think Kyle Phillips will also be a guy in the mix. And you want to call him a defensive lineman, I guess you could. Um, now, aside from that, it's kind of unknown who, who's going to get playing time at the edge spots. Uh, Terrell Basham and uh, Jordan Willis, who were both day two picks who were let go by their previous team. Basham was a uh, was a member, formerly a member of the Colts, who spent 2019 with the Jets, and then Willis was picked up last year. He was a former Bengals, relatively early pick. Both guys were kind of disappointments. Basham flashed a little bit last year, but really didn't play that all that well. And then you have Jabari Zaniga, who was the third round, one of the third round picks the Jets had this year out of Florida, and. I think that he has the tools to eventually become a good player, but I'm not sure he's there right now. I think he, it's one thing to have the tools. It's another thing to know how to use the tools. I think his game needs a lot of development, but given the lack of proven talent at the edge spot, I do think Zaniga has a shot to at least earn some playing time this year. Is he going to play all that, all that effectively? That might be a different story, but I think he... There's not really a lot of guys who you look at and you say, well, that guy's going to keep Zaniga off the field. He's got a shot to earn some playing time if he shows anything at all in training camp in the preseason. But I think this is the spot where, outside of Jordan Jenkins, uh, playing time is very much up in the air because there's not a lot proven. And then there, you also have you also do have one guy that Jets uh, signed as an undrafted free agent who I'd never like to count on undrafted free agents, but Bryce Huff guy some people like and to be honest with you I thought he was a guy who should have been drafted so maybe he can earn some playing time not I mean there's not a there's not great potentials here but one of these guys could turn into a decent contributor so we'll, we'll see what happens going forward there but lots of playing time available and you know you could even go with uh Frankie Louvu who showed you a few things a couple of years ago um so you know lots of lots of names you're hoping somebody sticks and ends up being a decent guy across from jenkins built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar it comes in 16 flavors eight are chocolate and nut and eight are chocolate nut free 
Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Peanut butter brownie has 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. While mint brownie has 15 grams protein, 110 calories, 4 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at BuiltBar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com for $10 off your first order. Locked on Jets podcast here on this Wednesday, and we're going position by position through the Jets defense to try and figure out who's going to get playing time this season. And we move to the linebacker position, and by linebacker, I mean off-ball linebacker, kind of the traditional linebacker. And there's a bit of uncertainty here, and part of the uncertainty is because this is a deep position. Jets have good players here, they have good starters, and they have quality backups here. And we know pretty much unless C.J. Mosley gets hurt again, he's going to play a big role. He's probably not going to come off the field all that much. There's a bit of a lack of clarity behind Mosley, though. We have Avery Williamson, who's going to be coming back from injury. He missed the entire 2019 regular season because of an injury he suffered in a preseason game. And normally I'd would say, okay, well, Mosley and Williamson will play together, but there are just these rumors that will not stop about maybe the Jets wanting to let Williamson go because Williamson is pretty expensive. They could save some, they could save quite a bit of money against the cap, bank that money for future seasons, and go forward with one of the players who's behind Williamson. And the Jets have a lot of quality players. They have Patrick Owasso, who they signed from Baltimore, who has experience playing along, alongside Mosley. He's started a number of games in this league. You have Neville Hewitt, who I thought played pretty effectively last year when called upon. You know, some good games, some bad games, but for a backup, pretty solid player. And he, they were also giving him a lot of big responsibilities. I mean, there he there were games where like they were we're running a lot of Tampa 2 which essentially requires the middle linebacker to cover the deep third of the field that's a big you know and think about where a linebacker drops off and he's essentially has to drop back like he's a safety to cover the middle of the field the deep middle of the field his job would mu- be much easier playing with Mosley you have Blake Cashman who was a rookie a year ago up and down rookie year frankly more downs than ups but did have a few moments and has potential uh, who, you know, a guy I liked as a prospect. Um, you also have James Burgess, who had his moments last year. You know, and this guy's not really a, a starting caliber player, but for a backup for like a number five linebacker on your roster, you could do worse. You could do a lot worse. So the questions are really about Williamson, and there's something to be said for letting Williamson go. There's something to be said for keeping Williamson. I mean, the, the argument for keeping him is that he's a good player. The argument for letting him go is he's a run-stopper on a defense that was great run-stopping without him last year and is getting C.J. Mosley back. So you could go you know, you know, could go either way on that. I think that's the question of the playing time, is that you're going to have two linebackers who are on the field most of the time. Mosley is going to be one. Will Williamson be the other? And if not, then does Cashman get the job? Does Owasso get the job? Does Hewitt get the job? I don't think Burgess would get the job, but things open up quite a bit if... Uh, Williamson is no longer with the team. And speaking about wide open positions, we'll talk about corner right now, the cornerback position. John Paper is not great for the Jets. Um, I think 
and this is just my theory. I could be totally wrong on this. I've been assuming Pierre Desir is going to be one of the starters just based on his reputation. He doesn't have a huge contract, though. So I guess in theory, both starting outside corner jobs could be open. And my guess is that Desir has got one of them, though. And the one absolute lock is Brian Poole is going to be the slot corner. So I think what's open is, and this is wide open, is the other outside corner because you have a lot of guys who are in the mix. You have Bless Austin, who played reasonably well down the stretch a year ago. You have Arthur Mallett, who got playing time. It was up and down. And honestly, I think the ups for Mallett were really just he was games he was playing against bad quarterbacks who could not take advantage. You have Quincy Wilson, who was acquired in a trade with the Indianapolis Colts. You have Bryce Hall, the fifth-round pick out of Virginia, who may not be, you know, we don't know what Bryce Hall's injury status is, so maybe that's too much to ask out of him. But you you do not have a lot of guys here who have big-time track records in the NFL. You don't really have anybody who has extensive starting experience and successful extensive starting experience competing for that spot. And even Pierre Desir, his career, he's been, he really had a journeyman's type career. I mean, I think 18, 2018, when he played very well with the Colts, was really more the exception than the rule. But the Jets are not going to be running a defensive scheme that I think is going to be very corner dependent. I think they're going to run a lot of concepts Desir is pretty good at, so maybe they can get by with him. But the other spot, I mean, this is there's not really a lot in terms of track record at the corner position, so it's really wide open, and it's it's a situation where somebody could be competing, somebody could start training camp with a real realistic chance to win the starting job, and end up not making the roster if they play poorly enough. There's there's a lot of variance in possible outcomes among these other corners competing for this other outside corner job because these are guys without great track records, which means they're not locks to make the roster. But because all the opposition doesn't have great track records, means that there's a golden opportunity for somebody to win a starting job here. Locked on Jets podcast here on this Thursday, and we're going position by position through the defense, trying to figure out who's going to get playing time this season. And we end at the safety position, which is one of the easiest positions to project because the playing time is going to go to two people. It'll be Jamal, Jamal Adams and Marcus May, who, as long as they are healthy, will never come off the field for, for the Jets. Marcus, in fact, they had the two highest snap totals for the Jets a year ago. May played in 98.8% of defensive snaps, and Adams played in 86.7% of defensive snaps. And the only reason Adams was so low was that he had an injury late in the season, which caused him to miss miss, miss some time. But uh, they're really going to be two safeties who get extensive playing time this year for the Jets. And I know they have the third-round pick, Ashton Davis. I think for this year he's a backup. He's going to play sparingly. Maybe, maybe he'll he'll get in on a few dime packages here or there. But Ashton Davis, I think, was a pick made for 2021-2022 when I think the Jets will look for him to step into a more prominent role. For this year, he probably won't play as much. Maybe he can get a job as the sixth defensive back for the team. But, and I I hear people say, well, the Jets will play three safeties a lot. And the question I always ask is, okay, well, who's coming off the field? And sometimes people will will tell me, well, nobody's coming off the field for Davis. And that doesn't make any sense because the Jets aren't going to play with 12 guys. If Davis comes onto the field, it's going to be replacing somebody. 
So it's probably probably would be one of the linebackers or Brian Poole at slot corner. And that's just a situation I don't see playing out. I don't think Ashton Davis is going to either replace C.J. Mosley or whoever the other second linebacker is, whether it's Avery Williamson or somebody else. And I certainly don't think for this year, at least, he's going to replace Brian Poole. Now, maybe the plan longer term, Poole is in the final year of his deal. Maybe the plan past this season is for Davis to kind of take Poole's role over and turn into like a slot corner slash safety hybrid. But that's in the future for year one. And I think Davis needs some development anyway. I, I think, you know, Davis is an interesting prospect because everybody has a different opinion on him, it seems. But I don't think he was drafted to really play that much this year. And I think his game, I don't think his game is NFL ready, right? I think he would benefit from a year on the bench, working in practice, developing, playing some special teams, but not so much on defense year one. But who knows? Maybe an injury forces him into the lineup. Certainly hope not, but I think he begins the year at least as a backup. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you like our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Hope you have a good Wednesday, everybody. We will be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.